0: Welcome back to episode 43
1: Good morning, episode 43 oh, I said 43? I thought it was 44
0: Of Coffee and Christ Let's have this conversation that
1: we have every week Well, I put it on I don't know I put it on the notes We are 43 I put it on the notes Last week we were 42 So, you were right 43 43 Can we document that? Yeah You telling me that I was right Because <laughs> that never happens yeah, we'll like put it on sticky note or something Good I got
0: nothing. <laughs> morning, episode forty-three. Even though it is approximately four fifty Central Time, four fifty PM. I never understood. Time central Time. You don't understand time zones?
1: Well, well like like what time zone are we at? Central. in? Central. Really? What the heck is Eastern then? That's Knoxville. But aren't we? We're Central. Okay, we're Middle Tennessee. Okay. I get it now. A I get it now, a we are synonym Central of Middle.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, a synonym so for Western time mi- for Central is also middle.
1: But I don't... So, does that mean the western part of Tennessee is also the same as the western part of Texas? I don't know. See, that's the dumb part. Why don't we just, like, Tennessee. split it right down... Like, let's just take three quarters and we we'll just split it right down the middle. And we'll have Tennessee in the eastern because it's in the east. And we'll have west, as you know, Oklahoma, Texas, all them doodads over there. And then the west... Is its own time zone.
0: You submit that to the government and see what they think.
1: Well And also what I don't understand is how they
0: wanna they wanna do away with what's the they wanna keep us on daylight savings time all the oh, time yeah. or something.
1: So do we just lose an hour who, for the rest of our lives?
0: Who justifies that? Who tells Because me. in my mind I think it should be God. <laughs> and I don't think the government can say, Yeah, we're just gonna keep time the same. You can't control the sun bucko. <laughs> I mean I'm just saying I'm just saying I don't understand quite how
1: that what works. Is, so what did we end on? It was a losing time? We lost an hour? Because it's spring forward, so we lose an hour. We fall back and we gain that hour back. So maybe we Yeah, we got an extra hour. So we got an extra hour. So we just live forever with an extra hour. I don't I don't know. I feel like that's mean like someone down the road's gonna be like Longer. Wait a minute! Like,
0: wait a minute. Who are, are you?
1: These I don't know. These people
0: are just. I don't know how about. it works. I just I obey the laws when they tell me to turn my clock back. <laughs> well, all of mine are autom- all of mine are automatic anyway, except for my oven and that's true microwave.
1: But I was like, that's true. It's funny how much the government controls us, and we don't even know it.
0: Makes me sick.
1: We won't even get we won't even get into that because that'd be a whole can of worms that we could just keep talking about. Getting off the political side but, of things, that's a good idea. Let's let's transition into, into Jackson's week. Okay, what has been going on in your world? So, as everyone knows, as of last episode, took a little quick trip to Charleston, mm-hmm. little quick doodah, mm-hmm. southeast sort of, um, and it was awesome. It was cold. It wasn't, I mean, like, it was moderate temperatures, uh, but with it being on the East Coast, it's windy all the time, so it was kind of cold. Um, But I did not look at the weather or pack accordingly, so I had to buy a sweatshirt.
0: That was funny. But it
1: was still really good. I, I mean, great time. Charleston is awesome. Didn't see any fans. But then again, now that I think about it, those, I mean, we don't have an Instagram page. That's people, what we should have people, one, I feel like. People don't know what we look like. They don't. And should we keep it they that They
0: don't way? understand Maybe. how pretty of a man <laughs> sits behind this this dining room
1: table. This dining room table and this Yeti microphone.
0: I'm having microphone trouble.
1: So I'm sorry. On. That's better. Ooh, oh, I fixed God. it, I think. Okay. But, like, so they don't know what they look like. We might have passed the fan. I'm just kidding.
0: They could have been a... <gasps> Oh my goodness! But they don't really know it's actually a, yeah. But it's okay. An ugly fat man and his acquaintances <laughs> actually are the ones and that are jester <laughs>
1: that are behind the mics. No, that that's okay. But uh, besides that, took an exam today in A and P. Think I did pretty good. I was only was unsure about one out of fifty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna count it as a, a W. Um, what else I think that's like really. I think that's it. Excuse you excuse me <laughs> sorry because <laughs> I mean now that I think about it like nothing else has really gone on boring, um,
0: we, boring.
1: Went tra- we went to we went to just kidding. you're going to say the same thing I have others okay you you know what you go so like, my week
0: has been quite entertaining um not really it's honestly the same thing went to Charleston had a good time it was I wish only was a bad thing I wish it would have been a little bit warmer but besides that it was a blast I'd never been to Charleston before but we got to see the, all the Outer Banks places that was kind of cool so I
1: did forget that
0: I, it was quite fun and then last night yeah oh yeah a new season comes out tomorrow. yeah i have been pregame with the, season one really and I'm watching it again a little bit just to get prepared for season three so uh, yeah season three comes out tomorrow mm-hmm Quite Are you gonna watch it like real fast? No.
1: Are you gonna like? I'll probably like gradually, like accelerate. I'm but gonna I'm... watch it fast because I have no self control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I I'm trying to think. Hey, I don't want to like, you know, be gone like that. I'm gonna. I want to savor it.
0: I'll finish it all by the weekend. You watch? Not really. Probably. I have plans mean... this weekend, but. So then I went to the Predators game last night. That was fun.
1: That was fun. <laughs> I didn't see no catfish. I told Dylan to take a catfish. On the I ice. didn't bring
0: a catfish. He didn't do it. He's a chicken. I've learned, though, that, that Predators games, they overstimulate me just a little bit.
1: It is very loud.
0: I get a little stressed out when they blow that horn when they score. And that big horn, it's like... Aah! I'm like... Is that necessary? Because it, it scared me every time.
1: For some reason, I've never been to a game and left, like, well. Like, I've always had a terrible headache. Or, oh, no. And it, it's more of the lines of just, like, you're, like, sitting up so high, and everything else is dark, and the ice is, like, so white. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it just messes with And the temperature me. is weird in there, too. It messes with me all in general. I'm like, I don't know what to feel. And I always have a headache. Yeah. Always. So mm-hmm. that, I don't go to a lot of games. I prefer to, honestly, no offense to hockey fans, not watch. I just don't watch hockey It's. It
0: is. It's, it's, it's a weird game. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah. I think I'd, I'd like it more. I just know you put the puck in the basket. And I don't know. The net. I
0: like, it. I don't, what I don't like about it is like you have 18 minutes of play or 20 minutes in a period the wrong and bro. then 18 minutes in between. Then another period, and then another eighteen minutes. After that, you're just like, well, "Is that supposed to sit here? <laughs> like, what do I, I do for eighteen minutes?" I do like
1: the curtains though. That like when you leave to go to the kes- concessions, like the people that like, close the curtains because you're not allowed to go out. Oh know. yeah, I think that's
0: cool. Oh yeah, the lady fussed at me last night because we got there a few minutes late. Imagine that! I'm terrible at time <laughs> management. We got there a few minutes late, and I was, like, walking to my seat, and she goes, sir? Sir? I thought she was talking to somebody else. And she goes, excuse me, sir? (laughs) And I turned around, and I was like, yes, ma'am. And she goes, you cannot walk while the puck is in play. And I went...
1: That's a safety thing, so I get it.
0: I went, we're in the nosebleeds. That puck is not coming (laughs) up here. But I was just like, yes, ma'am. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. And she (laughs) just went, mm. And I just went...
1: There was a lot of attitude behind
0: that. (laughs) There was a lot of attitude, and I was like... Okay. I'm not here all the time. I'm sorry. First game, first. You no, know, I've been to one other one. I'm like, you know, okay. But then the lady behind me was asking me a question about like what just happened, and I went, "Ma'am, I, I don't know." Yeah. And she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "I don't even know who has the puck right now." And she goes, "You not come here a lot?" I said, "This is the second game, including this one. This is number two for me." I said, "In the first one, I was in high school and didn't watch it." And she goes, "Okay." And then sat back, and I'm like, why does everybody have to get me tonight? <laughs> like, sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a big well, hockey boy. Right now. I'm just not. That's so anyway, pretty. then, see, I told you I had that was the things. I have two more. Damn. I got a new roof, which normally you're just like, okay, pretty exciting when you're first time buying a roof. I didn't know what to it's do. Pretty. So it get does look house, pretty. The
1: house, the house, some vibrancy. It does. I think I made that word up
0: it does there is granules all over my grass all over my steps and that is stretching me out a bit but I'm just gonna get the leaf blower out and just de- 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 blow it all I just haven't or a broom or a leaf blower it's easier and then my last thing is me and Jackson get to go on a once in a lifetime opportunity
1: That that's coming up though yeah I know but I bought the tickets that's true it is like official now.
0: I'll give you a little sneak peek okay? it is a while away I don't even know when it is. A little sneak peek. Once in a lifetime opportunity we get to go to a sporting event that
1: is sacred. Yep. Most people dream of this.
0: If you like golf.
1: But you gave it away. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to say anything else. Anyway, I'm just saying you, it continue, is continue. It is. I paid for the tickets. I don't have any money but I pay for the tickets. I'm very excited to attend said sporting event. Mm-hmm. It may or may. It does have. Okay, I'm done. Okay. So, anyway, that's my good things. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk of my week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love TED Talks. I learned so much from
0: them. I, you just walk out. I'm going to do a TED Talk. I'm going to give you the, the rundown. The lights come on, and then they go. One time when I was six, I was walking down the road. What road? And they have a clicker, and they click. and It's a picture of a road. And my grandmother, she came out on the porch and she gazed. And a single tear came down her cheek. Click. (laughs) And I went up to her and I said, Grandma, why are you sad? And she simply says, Because the earth is so warm. And I don't know why. And that caused such a reaction within me. And today, I want to talk to you about the effects of global warming. <laughs> that's it. That's those, a TED talk. That's
1: that's how all of them are. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, it's all like a like a semi-dramatic. It's a dramatically told, not dramatic story. Yeah, and how it drastically affected their lives. It's just, but the way they talk, they just
0: come out. One time, I was walking. Down the road,
1: and you're just <laughs> like, "Why are
0: you talking about like that? time?"
1: I walked into my house, and there was a dog. I know it was not my dog, and it looked at me. Yep. And I thought, "I'm gonna save dogs' lives." PETA was formed. Like, yeah. it's but like it's just, just, and
0: like they say that whenever they Ted first like started, which don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on him. I actually um, like no, to watch I them. I a lot from them. But they said they like to, like, mimic how a college professor teaches is how they, like, formed it. Yeah, let me tell you something. I went to Tennessee Tech University for two years. That is not how they teach. Like, my biology teacher, which I don't even remember his name, but he liked to go by Ted. So, like, he comes in, you're like, what's up, Ted? He's in sweatpants and a dirty sweatshirt. And he, like, clicks on the presentation, and he's just like, welcome back, everybody. Hello. Um... There's an exam in a few weeks. Be prepared for it. And now I'm going to read from the slides for the next hour and 30, 13 minutes. So it's not as formal as everyone thinks it is.
1: Yeah, it's not like... I, a, maybe
0: it's just a Tennessee Tech thing, but...
1: Unless it, yeah. unless it's a... I've seen some, like, formal ones, like, at Harvard. Harvard oh, yeah, I, I like and
0: think, think they still use chalkboards there. I, I, I
1: wouldn't put past them.
0: I mean, it's a certain level of bougie like There's when some, you just, something about... When you whip out a... Should have put a chalkboard in my office. When you whip out a fresh stick of white chalk, <laughs> and you're just like, like the dust is falling yeah. down, you're just like, you're just like, <laughs> like wiping white powder off yeah. your face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that just seems like way more professional than a whiteboard. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that they have to use it. If not, I feel like that's a shame.
0: Any one of our listeners who goes to Harvard, even though you don't have our contact information, somehow send a pigeon, smoke signal, whatever you have to do. You'll find a way. You're do from
1: they use whiteboards, or it could be pen, or Just pen be... and paper? Yeah, I was meaning pen, like the university. Yeah, like that's the what I mean. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like the Ivy League. It like... could be brown. Anyone know. from the Ivy League, <laughs> y'all are all way smarter than good old boy from Vol State and Tech. I
0: didn't even finish. <laughs>
1: um, but that's just like you a thing. Like,
0: and then like, so like One time, we had, he was going over this formula on, that he had on his PowerPoint. And somebody, which just is like a lecture hall. So there's you know, 300 people in my class. I sat in the back back row right next to the door. So that way when I was done, usually I was late. But when I was done, I would just slip right out. Because I had it at 8 a.m. Mm. Never got there. Well, my friend Jenny Lee was in there. Jenny Lee, if you're listening, you came in clutch. You let your boy pass biology because I would let her take notes and I would just use hers. But anyway. Um, but anyway. That's kind of taking advantage of her. I'm sorry. But one time he had this formula on the on the board, or on the on the screen, and one of the girls up front was like, Ted, literally what we called him, can you like write this out and explain it a little bit? And he goes, mm, I would if I had markers, but I don't have any. And you're like, I bet I... I am paying so much money to be in this class right now. You have markers? I have markers in my office. Uh, but anyway, it's just... That's sorry great. for my TED Talk. But I just think... I think they're so fun. They're so predictable. Every TED Talk is so predictable.
1: And that's the episode of
0: Coffee and <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> just kidding. We're actually in Matthew 25.
1: We should do a TED Talk one day. But... Do, like, podcasts. But, like, we'll get, like, a video camera or something, and we'll, like, turn all the lights off in your bedroom or something, and then I'll get, like, a spotlight, and just, like, that's me turning it on, and then Dylan just walks out. Why do I have to do it? Because it's your room. That's true. Yeah. And we'll, like, we'll, we'll get a crowd. We'll get the college-aged. We'll oh, get, yeah. like, you know, like, 10 to 15, and all just sitting there, and you're walking out on stage, and just, like, what? Ah, and then ah, I'll be like, and then I'll do it
0: quickly. I was walking <laughs> down the center aisle of the church one day, as I was getting ready to deliver my first sermon. I couldn't help but feel a little scared, a little anxious. <laughs> can. And I got up there and I, I spoke the Word of God, read the book, the Bible. And as time progressed, It led me right here, to this stage, in front of you people, click, click, picture of a stage. (laughs) All of the struggle, all of the worry, the tears, it makes this moment worth it. It makes all of the hardship, all of the, the struggle, all of the late nights, everything came together this moment. And that's why I'm here today to tell you how to read the Bible. There we go. I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
1: Something like that.
0: Let's get into Matthew.
1: Yeah, let's do that now. Matthew. 25. 25.
0: First, and I'm exhausted from doing a TED Talk, so I'm going to have to let you pick uh, that's that's up Just and do a little to, recap.
1: To uh, yeah, To catch everyone up, we did 25 last week where we talked about the parable of the ten virgins, and then uh, a big one was the parable of the talents and how we talked about each uh, servant and the talent that they were given, what they did with it, um, the importances of that. And now we're going to continue on, chapter 25, verse 31. We're going to finish for sure. 25, we'll touch a little on 26. We'll see how far the hearts take us. 31. When the Son of Man came in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the, his glorious throne. Before him will excuse me. Jeffers. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one from another, as shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on this right, come. You, you who are blessed by the father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world and you know what yeah we're gonna no we're gonna keep going no no real quick uh, for I was hungry and you gave me food and I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you welcomed me I was naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came to me then the righteousness uh, will answer the righteous will answer him saying Lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirst or thirsty and gave you drink and when did you see the stranger welcome you or naked and clothe you and when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you and the king will answer them truly i say to you as you did it to one of the least these broth these my brothers you did it to me we're going to stop right there just focusing on the quote-unquote sheep or the right so now jesus has returned to this topic of You know his second coming the events of what's going to happen what's going to kind of transpire and he says that we're going to be separated sheep on the right goats on the left and just to like give a little countryside background you know during the day sheep would uh and goats would mingle you know they, they during the day along the pastures they would walk around but at night the sheep could tolerate the cold air so they stayed out but the goats separated away from them and had to like huddle together because they couldn't take it kind of deal and so as we get, kind of talk about the judgment and the reward of the sheep or the right uh the reward is that they'll enter heaven it says it plain is day and you know uh they were approved i would say this is uh kind of like a little different from most of the time when you're reading scripture it's not about works that gets you heaven you can't earn your way to heaven but in this particular case. He does mention a lot of works. That is in the underline. We're not saying that you can, you know, work your way into heaven. But it does. There in this particular case, he is saying works. You know, when I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was hungry, naked, you clothed me. Stuff like that. Um, but you know, they, you know, they were approved. I guess you would say by their good deeds. You know, they let the faith that they had in Jesus. There we go. We'll tie it back the faith they had in Jesus to kind of turn their life. You know, affect their Mannerisms and stuff like that to people, you know. And the last verse is kind of the most important. Truly, I said to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So he's talking about doing it to people in need. You know, you can fill in the blank with anything there. And then we're going to just keep going to read through the rest of it. uh Verse 41 Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal flame prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and then, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous will enter eternal life so real quick now we just finished talking about the rewards of the sheep now we're getting uh to the uh, it's not a reward the judgment and condemnation of uh, the goats you know but you can tell here that the goats kind of by what they were saying is they're almost confused you know they can't they can't tell the difference between them and the sheep they're 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 confused and you know when he makes it even you know a simpler a similar points to the goats saying that their lack of good deeds kind of you know it's very parallel hungry gave me no food stuff like that you know to him you know they didn't allow their faith and their trust in god kind of change their deeds you know you know when he makes those similar points uh you know of lacking in those good deeds to him it was like a reflection that they never knew him almost that he and he never knew them and it kind of it all kind of pulls back together to if you remember the third uh the third servant in the parable of the talents that we read last week. You know, this man was the one who buried his talent and he never knew the master was a hard man, but he didn't know the master was also a man who prepared to reward his servants. You know, the the servant never really had that relationship that we talk about so much with his master. And he was, you know, put out of his of the master's house because of the neglect that he had. You know, and we see that again right here. You know, these unbelievers or these goats lived through the same things as the believers did, but they had no desire to serve Jesus. You know, they didn't feed, they didn't visit, or, or even seem to care for those who were being persecuted or less fortunate in any way. You now, the only thing that is different between sheeps and goats here is is the faith. You know, th- that the faith that the sheep had led them to live their life differently. They lived for Christ instead of the goats were more along the lines living for themselves.
0: Well he makes it really easy in um, verse 40, and then again um, in 45, but in verse 40, it says, "And the king will answer them, "Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers." You did it to me, so like I said, they're really confused, and they're like, "Well, we didn't see you when you needed this, 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 and this, and we didn't know you were in prison, and we didn't we didn't know we didn't see it, we we didn't any of that." But he's saying to them, and again, he's saying, "You didn't do it, or you you did it truly." I say to you, as you did it to one at least to my brothers, you did it to me. So he's saying, you know, when I'm gone, I can't administer miracles anymore. You know, I can't can't go and and heal somebody. I can't go and allow them to experience the love and and the faithfulness of my Father. I can't do that. And then again, he's saying here in 45, I'll read it again. And then he answered them again, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did, did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And so in verse 40, he's talking about the sheep. You know, when you minister to my brothers, you minister to me. You know, but then he, again, to the goats here, truly I say to you, those that did not do it, who did not serve others, you didn't serve me. And so that that's, that should put, us, put it into perspective, I guess, in, in a modern day Christian life that, you know, there are sheep and there are goats in this world. But what separates us is, and again, I'm, we're not saying that being a Christian is works-based only. But it is important. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have faith and you have to have works. But, sorry about that, but kind of like what Jackson said, your faith should enable you to want to do things in the glory of God. And again, we can't heal people. We know in Revelation it says these things come to an end. You know, we can't, have miraculous gifts. We can't... You know, there's nobody here. I don't care what they tell you. There's nobody here that can heal you. I'm not going to lay my hand on Jackson's forehead and said, Be gone! I don't know if y'all see that on TikTok. Some people are getting wild. Like, I see some videos of some revivals. It is wild what they do. But anyway. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just... It's wild. Like, one of them I watched, she was getting a demon, I'm getting I'm doing air quotes, demon out of somebody this is like last week. This is like modern day. And she has like her hand on this lady's forehead. And she's like, I said, Be God in the name of God. I said, Be God in the name of God. I mean, and then this girl collapses to the floor. Like, and starts seizing and shaking and a bunch of weird stuff. And then they like put a blanket over her. I'm like, Is she dead? <laughs> like, through like, This guy came with a, with a handful of blankets. Like, this is normal. Oh, man. And comes and like tosses a blanket on her. And I'm like, are we just leaving her for, for, for good? She gonna be there next week. But anyway, it's just it's just funny. But like we can't do that. Yeah. You know, we just can't. But he's saying if you share the love of God with other people, you minister to other people, you know, our faith should make that possible. Mm-hmm. Our faith should power us, should enable us to say I'm going to do whatever I need to do in the name of Jesus and help people where I can and show them the love that he showed during his life mm-hmm. in his walk and as it's, it's, that walk is coming to an end so yeah there's a lot of confusion here with the people that are listening but um, but that kind of wraps up uh, chapter 25.
1: 25 now before we kind of get into chapter 26 we've kind of come to the last section you know all the four gospel accounts could have no purpose nor significance without the passion of christ you know and the good news of these accounts is ultimately found in the death of jesus in our place in his resurrection to bring us the glory with him and the love he has for us you know and everything we've been studying for the past 43 episodes you know it has been leading us to this final s- section in the book of Matthew, this section begins right here in chapter 26 and is going to run to the end of chapter 28. And uh, So just to catch us up real quick, Jesus' final week, he entered Jerusalem on a Sunday, went to the temple courts. He taught that day and through uh, Tuesday and each night he walked back to Bethany to sleep and that's to the east. And you know, we get to the start of 24 and, he's, and the ovlet discourse kind of happens. That's now ended. And now we're in 26, the final selection. Section. And Matthew's narrative, you know, we're going to, at least for my case, we're going to jump around between Matthew and John. Uh, but Matthew's uh, narrative jumps around like a movie. It, it goes from scene to scene uh, very rapidly. And in this case, there are three primary scenes. You know, there's Jesus in and around the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, there's the Jewish officials in their Homes or exclusive areas in the upper city of Jerusalem, and then there's the sections of also the Roman officials doing the same thing. Uh, So, chapter 26, verses, we're going to read the first section 1 through 5. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the place, uh, gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him but they said not during the feast lest there be an uproar among the people uh, so this is you know chapter 26 starts in the garden of Gethsemane the this scene is uh, simple yet it sets the stage for pretty much everything else Caiphus, Caiaphas uh, is a, like a new character I guess we would say um, he's not mentioned as much he was the official high priest uh, of Israel uh, and in this scene, he had a secret meeting with the chief priest and the Sanhedrin. The chief priests were the leaders of the temple. The Sanhedrin were composed of Pharisees and Sadducees, who all collectively ruled the nation, but still under Roman rule. And in this meeting, Caiaphas is initiating uh, this plan to, to seize Jesus, but they had a problem. You know, with Jesus' popularity, they, they were stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. They, they needed to get Jesus, because of what he's doing to their reputation and all of that and the following he's gaining, he does, they don't want to, we read in the very last, they want to cause an uproar among the people. So they need to find a way to find Jesus when he is in a smaller crowd and more particularly a night. You know, there's no cameras, no phones, so they need help and where do they find it? On the inside. So that was just real quick, but we're going to keep going. Verse, verse 6, Now when Jesus was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the Leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expes- expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw this, they were ignorant.
0: Excuse me. You, okay,
1: you got this. <laughs> Ign, ignit. What am I indignant? Indignant. Sorry. <laughs> Saying.
0: <laughs>
1: indignant. "...saying, Why this waste? For they could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble this woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me, for you always have, a poor, have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the, this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her." I've been taking over a lot. Do you want want to go, Miko?
0: I got this. Okay, go crazy.
1: So we've started off in in
0: verse 6 here where he just read, and he was at Bethany in the house of Simon, and this woman comes up to him as he's reclined at the table. Okay, so what happens, and and again, I I feel like we hate on the disciples all the time, um, but they see this, and they were indignant. They were questioning. That's like, what does that word Look like? it up. I mean, I don't, yeah, don't I mean, want to give
1: a wrong definition. Feeling or showing anger or annoyance at what is perceived as unfair treatment. Okay, so nice. I feel That's
0: like it's going to be more annoyance because yeah. if you're angry, just be angry. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. you know no, but, but they're annoyed and they're just like, what is she doing? Why, why is she wasting? You know, this could have been sold for something bigger and, and given to the poor. You know, and so they're they're frustrated that this woman has approached the table. Now this is kinda cool. I did this on purpose. Really did. Really? Last week we talked about this table. You know, the table that has been prepared for Christians, the table where we come together as the church. And I did that because I knew in, in chapter twenty six that they reclined at a table. And what I think is, I really did. But what I think is, they fall into the same trap that so many of us fall into. That we're at the table, you know. If you're in Christ, you're sitting at the table, okay. And then somebody walks up that we think shouldn't be there, and we become annoyed. We become angry. Angrily annoyed. Okay, because and that's, what, that's what's yeah. happened. They're, they're sitting at the table, and Jesus is present. And then this, this woman walks up, and they're like, why? And they weren't questioning necessarily why she was in it. And John's account it's different, but they're like, why is she wasting that? What a waste. Because she could have sold that money and given it to somebody else. There's, there's so many questions about why is somebody here? You know, they don't belong here. Why are they doing what they do? And guys, I'm telling you something. We have got to understand, uh-oh, Amber, uh-oh. Amber Alert, Knoxville. Sorry. <laughs> um, Eastern time. But we have to understand that we don't get the luxury of questioning why somebody is at the table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Because in all of Jesus' ministry, when somebody approached him, they may not have known God. They may only went to him because they had faith in what they've heard, and they go to him because he can heal them. And they may be going solely for that reason, but never, and unless I'm wrong here, never... Have I seen in Jesus's ministry him look at somebody and say, annoyed, "Why are you here? Right. You know, on what account are you here? Why are you? T-? You know, he may have said why, but it wasn't a annoyed. What are you doing here? And so, you know, we have to understand that we don't get to ask those questions, and When we do, it makes us miss the whole point, you guys. Because Jesus didn't ask these questions. Jesus didn't become annoyed at people. The man, and we're going to learn this, the man who betrayed him, Jesus made sure he had dinner that night. Mm -hmm. The man who had this plot, Judas, the one who was going to start this domino effect, of the most miserable thing any person would have to go through. And he said, no, I want him to sit at my table tonight. Even though I know what he's going to do, I want him to sit at my table. I want to make sure that, that he's taken care of. That is a life lesson. It should almost make you emotional. I mean, honestly. Because we see the disciples falling into this trap, and we fall into the same one. Uh, Somebody comes to the table and we say, you don't belong here. You know, you don't belong here. Why are you here? I know what you've done. I know that you're different than me. Respectfully shut up. I'm just going to say that. I, I mean, I don't care. Because Jesus says to them in verse 10, he's aware of what's going on. And he says, why do you trouble her? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. And I love the way the ESV translates the word beautiful because that's what coming to Christ is. Throw out the stereotypes, throw out the tradition that's in your head that we have to know every little detail about somebody. You don't because when they come to the table, it is a beautiful thing. When they want Christ in their life, it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's wonderful, it's the most important decision that they're ever going to make in their life. But we let that that idiotic question get in our get in the way of seeing something beautiful. You know, I hate whenever you're like on a road trip somewhere and you're trying to see like something out the window, but then the semi comes up beside you and it (laughs) blocks the whole thing, and you're like. I'm trying to look. That's what that's what we do, though. We're the semi. Because this person, that they're ready to, to make this decision to have Jesus in their life. And we come right in front of it and say, you don't belong here. Why are you here? Get out. Jesus recognizes that. And we will be held accountable for that. Because coming to Christ is beautiful. No matter who it is. No matter what they've done. Because they're making a decision to change their life. In verse 11, he says, For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. So in pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. And that that's amazing, because she recognizes what's going on. The disciples, I feel like, are still somewhat in denial of what's going on. But he's basically saying, right at this moment, she is serving me more than most of you guys have. And guys... We may have a seat at the table, but we are not perfect. You know, there are so many mistakes and situations and words that come out of my mouth that I just sit there and look and say, why did I do that? Why did I react that way? Why did I say that? I I wish I wouldn't have made this mistake. I'm not saying dwell in the past, but everyone who sits at the table Whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or 15 minutes, there are things in your life that you're like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But you're sitting at the table. And then we look at people and say, why are you here? Why are are we here? Why am I sitting at the table? I I don't deserve to be there. I got reservations, but I don't know how. (laughs) I mean, seriously. God said, yes, come sit at my table and i did but somehow especially the longer that we're there we feel like we're entitled guys don't don't let the beauty of coming to christ be overshadowed by your ignorance don't don't take a beautiful thing and ruin it because we do that so many times because i guarantee you when someone comes up and they they want to have Jesus in their life and they want to, you know, have faith in him. And we start asking them questions and we start demanding to know why they think that they can ask you the same thing. What about what you do? What about what you did? So don't mess up a beautiful thing by your own ignorance. Right. Okay, because in, thir- in 13, truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done... Will also be told in memory of her. So I want you to think about your life, and I want you to think about what's going to be said in memory of me. Because we're not going to be here forever. Yeah. You know, eventually, if we're in Christ, we're going to we're going to um, finish at our table, and we're going to dessert, which is the best part, in my opinion. You know, we're leaving the table, this feast that we've had with Jesus. When we die, we get to move on to to the cheesecake, to the ice cream. You know, I don't like Golden Corral that much. But one thing I do love about Golden Corral is the ice cream machine. Because I look forward to it. The entire... I go there for the ice cream, okay? (laughs) Like, I'll be eating, and all all I can think about is the ice cream. And all we should be concerned about is dessert in our life, which is heaven. And in order for us to get it, we have to sit at the table first. But, you have to understand that this table changes lives actively, every day, no matter who they are. And we sit there and say, Why? we don't deserve to ask that question because we don't deserve to be at the table. But Christ allows that to happen. So I, I just want you to, to think about that. What are you going to be remembered by? Because this, what she has done, and I love how he, dramatic this is, Okay, because wherever this gospel is proclaimed, in the entire world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Think about that. How Jesus is saying, I'm going to remember her by this. What is Jesus going to remember you by? What are people around you going to remember about you? Is it going to be the questions? Is it going to be, why are you here? Is it going to be the ignorance? Is it going to be whatever? Or is it going to be, you know, Dylan invited everybody to the table, no matter what their sins were, no matter what was wrong in their life? He invited them, though he didn't even deserve to be there. He wanted everybody to hear about it, and so and I'm not saying that's me. I hope maybe one day, but you know I make mistakes too. So just think about the weight of verses six
1: to thirteen. Oh, well, I it's hard to. I wish I would have gone first, so you, so you could have closed it out with that. Oh, it's fine. But um, but for my point of view, I'll take it a different. Direction of what I saw, uh, you know this. This kind of sets the scene that the uh, that kind of connects back to what we just read with the conspiracy theory of trying to get Jesus and stuff like that. And in Matthew, jumps back in time to Saturday before he enters into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and tells of this one. Although John, if you want to read about this in John, it's chapter twelve. He tells about it in chronological order, the way it's supposed to. But uh, this scene. Dylan's already said it takes place, House of Simon. But John reports that Martha and Mary and Lazarus are also there. And we know that in John, that the woman who's doing all this anointing is actually, it's actually Mary. And so, you know, he, she approaches Jesus with this valuable vial of perfume to anoint Jesus, you know. And I did some research, the perfume is called pure nard. It's imported from India, it's very costly, and you know, and the amount she had was very large. And uh, it's reported that it was three hundred denarii, which is nearly a year's worth of wages. So she takes his perfume, she anoints Jesus, and then John also kind of adds to the um, to the dramatic event that took place. You know, he adds more magnitude. You know, also after she anoints him, she also anoints his feet, and then also wipes his feet with her hair. You know that that this is one of the most you know tender acts. Uh, a sacrificial act of love, you know, both honored Jesus and humbled Mary, you know, uh, in both at the same time. And in those days, even more, Jewish women weren't supposed to let their hair down in public, let alone be seen by men. It was shameful. So, Mary, by doing this, you know, she is making this gesture of humility, accepting shame, also, she could bless Jesus. Uh, and so, if we take a look, you know what mary did to purchase this perfume mary probably had to save up her life savings you know it's like having a very nice car nice truck you know insert something of tremendous value of you, to you and destroying it all as a blessing to jesus you know wouldn't you question it you know wouldn't you uh, try to find an excuse to try, try to avoid this like you got some water in the back why would i use this expensive perfume you know it all, Dylan talked about the table and I'm taking this in another direction as you know, the Lord asks us all to humble ourselves make our lives a living sacrifice so that he may receive the glory you know, are we prepared to do something like that Jesus gave up himself for us to give us eternal life and for the love that he had for us he made a dying sacrifice and all he asks for us is to make a living sacrifice for him uh, but we are the ones that tend to set those limits you know we he can have everything he could have everything that he wants, but there's just this one thing that you know always gets in the way for people it might be money uh, it might be our time it might be relationships, a bad habit, an attitude uh, a grievance or a or a dispute before between two people that we just can't forget you know the least the list just keeps going on and on and we we're the ones that set those limits you know and guess what the one thing he's going to demand from us it's going to god knows what clings closest to us in our hearts he knows us better than what we do he'll ask for that one thing standing between us and obedience to him you know mary sacrificed her life savings for jesus and obediently gave jesus literally everything and because of her sacrifice, Dylan said it perfectly shes that's what she's remembered for so not only you know the we are not supposed to let or get in the way of people coming to this magnificent table. We also look at the woman or look at the person who's come who's maybe is defying all odds, knowing that they probably don't belong do we all none of us belong no, but them for sure knowing that they don't belong still come to do. All of this, you know, and because of her actions, that's what she's going to be remembered by. That's, he said, it it will not be forgotten and told in memory of her. So this week, just as the close, we talked about what we bring to the table last week. And now we're talking about who is all at the table, why we shouldn't be in the way of the table, and why we should invite people to this table, no matter who they are, what background. It doesn't matter. The table is beautiful I don't know what to say honestly this is not this is not this is not my role
0: we hope you have a great week <laughs> it's not my role hope you have a great week and think about it's a very daunting question but think about that this week who are you invited to the table and what are you going to be remembered by have a great week adios love you. love you.